Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Undoing of the Matrix. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And giving it to you live from Florence, Alabama. I literally just checked in like... 20 minutes ago and had to set the station up and get ready to roll. So I apologize for some of the glitches at the beginning, but man, I'll tell you, this is like one of the fastest setups and go live I've ever done, but that's cool. But anyway, we are into a pretty interesting time. As you know, lots of things being revealed. It's also a very unstable time. And it's one of the reasons you need to take good care of your wealth. That's why we have Birch Gold. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in US dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. And that's texting BARDS to 989898. In case you didn't get how to spell that, that would be B-A-R-D-S, just in case, even though you've probably been here for about three years. So I'd hope you got it. It's all good. So I had a pretty crazy drive and good drive today, and it was an interesting one coming in to Florence, Alabama. And I'm going to tell you, there is a lot of this trip is beginning to reveal the lie that we're all being pitched. And there's a number of lies that we're being pitched. One of the lies is that there's a human overpopulation, which there isn't. I'm going to tell you right now, I drove through like places that were right out of the movie Deliverance today. That's from Arkansas to Alabama (laughs) and part of Tennessee. And I was like, "Ooh, do not want to break down here. I will end up in a scene from the movie. Can you squeal like a pig? Not me, but anyway. So that's where that is. Banjo's going. Good old times, probably some moonshine cranking. But it's all good. And it's it's really another part of it, the drive, what took me right through the old historical part of one of the historical Civil War drives, which really gives, kind of throws you down some memory lanes, if you want to call it that. And that would be our history and understanding really just how 
complicated and complex that fight was in the Civil War. The underbrush, the overgrowth is rather phenomenal. And it's um, really amazing to consider how these guys fought on what were considered. We see a lot of snapshots of open fields, but let me tell you, there was some pretty ugly fighting. Had to be, just by virtue of the terrain. So there's a lot of interesting things to reflect on as we drive. And the other thing is to consider all of this 5G stuff. I've been through areas where there's absolutely no signal. I've been through that in, in, in this entire trip. I hit areas where there's no signal. Along the main freeways, yes, for the most part. But when you start to break off main freeway roads and you start to go to older highways, 5G is not developed and it's not even close. So there's a lot of hand puppetry going on to convince people of this future that, quite frankly, they're not ready for. And they're not even close for that matter. And what's even better is you start to, if we were to map out some of the blank areas in this nation, I think we'd be surprised at how many blank spots there are for basic cell coverage. I can tell you that there's been, there's times that I've had better coverage, by the way, and this includes Texas, that I've had better coverage in Afghanistan than driving along even main freeways. The drop, the call drops, the, the, the intermittent signals, it's pretty crazy. One of the wildest things I've seen, which is from Dallas down to Waco, which was a couple days ago. So at Dallas to Waco, there is a active Tesla power tower down there. So if you've seen what a Tesla tower, Tesla energy power tower looks like, it's got a big ball on top of it. There is one that's active down south of Dallas. It's actually south of Rockwell in between Waco and Rockwell. So that's an interesting little tidbit, just a footnote for yourself. People are nice for the most part. And I think we come so primed in the expectation through our deceitful and treasonous media of what to expect Americans to be somehow like you can't get on the road without being carjacked or shot. I'll tell you where the problems are. They're all in liberal cities. They're not that problem is not happening in small towns and it's not happening in rural communities. It's not happening where there's good sheriffs. There is a drug problem. That's real. And the problem with the people on drugs is once they get into that state, they're just trying to get their drugs. They're going to steal, break in, do whatever. And unfortunately, people on meth, there's not a lot of hope for them. The cost to repair them is, would have to be a pretty significant cost. And I'm, I don't care if it's spiritual or not. The, the addiction of meth is massive, and what it does to the people is destructive. So it's been pretty interesting. Pretty interesting drive so far to see, meeting great people, having great conversations, talking a lot about Christ and about Jesus and how it, that, that is really, it becomes very evident that that is the only way forward. But this also gives you a different optic when you start to listen to the news because I'm not listening to the news as I drive. I'm, I'm just catching up at night. And there's a lot of stupid and a lot of crazy that continues and it becomes pretty evident, I would say even more so, more evident as we go along here, of the intention of the news, which is to keep people isolated. So when you start adding COVID and you start locking people down and you start keeping people isolated and you start pounding them with the propaganda that you're going to die and pounding them with the propaganda that you're going to have to get a vax, isolation breeds panic, fear, anxiety, and with it breeds illogical decision-making. That's just bottom line. And we end up with where we are. 
Now, as I, I talked about some of this stuff on Bend the Knee today, but I'm going to dig into it a little bit more tonight because their narrative is built around a concept of an elite, an insurgency that took seized control of the country on September 20th. I'm sorry, November 4th. I said no, November 4th is when they, they threw the election of 2020. And that insurgency has was set up so that it would architecturally be in strategic positions across our entire government, across our education system, our legal system, corporate heads, CEOs and board members. And they knew what they were doing. There's uh, This is something that I think is going to be hard for Americans to, real, to embrace, but the fact is they have known what they have been doing from day one, and it was an intentional design to not only overthrow this nation, but to destroy a large portion of the population so that this country would never rise again as a free, independent republic in this world. They were, it was their design. And their delivery mechanism to ensure that was the injection. So when you start to frame that in terms of the evil, knowing that every one of these people knew, and you, you have to start, if you don't already, you're going to have to come to that place to realize that this was not accidental, it was intentional. And so those that are obeying those orders, who are just saying, I'm following orders, they are criminals. And they will be charged and must be charged as traitors to the republic. I don't care if it's 5 million of them out of the government. I really don't care. I don't care if there's 5 million nooses hanging here. But when you start dealing with the IRS, the, the, the people in the FBI, the 17 intelligence agencies, every single one of them that has been instrumental in moving this meter towards getting everybody injected, that includes leadership in the military, that's treason. And it becomes very evident when you're driving around just how real that is. People in these rural communities are solid. They're good Americans. They're not, they're good common sense Americans. And they may not have the education, thank goodness, of the universities that manage to nurture and build retarded people. But these people are that I've seen, and this is traveling from the Northwest to the South. So I, cause I always get this from people that are like, Oh, you're in the South. No, I'm talking from the Northwest to the South. My route has gone from red Oregon to red Idaho to red Wyoming. And yes, I said red Oregon because Oregon only has three blue counties and that's where the communists live. And maybe five on occasion, we have a, two more that flux in between purple and blue. But out of 36 counties in Oregon, 31 of them are red, and they're constitutional. And this is the way a lot of the states are. All you have to do is look at a national map to realize how many counties are red. So moving from red Oregon to red Idaho to red Wyoming to red Nebraska, and then south down to Iowa and into Missouri, and then from Missouri into Texas, and Texas into Arkansas, and Arkansas into Tennessee, and Tennessee into Alabama. What you discover very quickly is that America's a strong America in its rural communities. Its cities 
they're infected. They're infected with liberal values that are falling apart. They're infected with crime. They're infected with drugs because that's the target that they've done. They've drawn people into the cities. Then they, they create financial enslavement. They wear people down and they just flood the markets with drugs, both drugs that should be prescription. But when we get to like oxycodone, we all, we know for a fact that they were manufacturing that and intentionally dropping it into communities to get people addicted. Doctors were prescribing it that way. And then we have the meth and we have everything else that goes with that. Heroin, meth, cocaine. It's a pretty sick statement towards the leadership in this nation, which when you start to be honest about how this works, there's no possible way that these drugs can move in this nation any more than human trafficking or child sex trafficking can happen in this nation unless you have the assistance of corporations, government, law, and education to dumb people down. So that should start to paint the picture of this insurgency, which is a pretty ugly insurgency in our nation. And we're not going to get over this easily. There's a lot of strange things popping out. You've got the Fochi, which is, he's left NIH. There's a posting on the NIH website that acknowledges that ivermectin actually works, but they're not saying that it's the cure. But they're do, do, they do now acknowledge that ivermectin works on the NIH site, which is suggesting some strange politics going on internally. President Trump has said that he's going to pardon the January 6th protesters, which I find to be a very irritating comment. Because if that's the case, then apparently they have to still sit there in prison until the 20, 2024, unless there's something else in the pot cooking. There's a lot of unknowns where we're sitting right now for the next 60 days but this is what we I did hear from two different sources this today independent non-aligned that they were going to be Newsom was warning the health providers in California that there was going to be a new pandemic coming people were going to be very sick to be prepared for an overflow of people what that tells me is those that have been injected their immune systems are starting to fall apart faster than they can control in the narrative. So they're going to produce likely a new booster. Expect to see that soon. And this whole system is just starting to unravel. There's continues to be this push out of this narrative of somehow the military is going to sweep in around November and save everything. I wouldn't get too excited about that. Our military is a train wreck. And for those that keep saying white hats are in control, somehow the military is going to come around they're either talking to a different military than I am. And I have some really good contacts in the military. Or they're just blowing smoke up everybody's butt to keep everybody calmed down. And this is the stuff that truly irritates me as we drive around. We need some really pragmatic on the ground truth. And it has to be very real about what we're talking about. Pie in the sky garbage about, you know, who's going to come save us. It is not going to happen unless we, the people get serious about this and really anchor in and do our job. And that's a, that's a very real issue as we, as we move along here. The, the issue at hand right now is really how did we take this nation back? And what becomes very evident is how we take it back is through our sheriffs and our counties. 
The refreshing thing is when you get into counties, especially, especially the small communities, they're solid. Churches are alive, active. That's one thing that's nice to see is that you don't see, you see a lot of churches in very good order, small churches, but in very good shape, which means people are attending and taking care of them. That's just offset that. Like in my hometown, the Veterans Administration for a period, it may be changing now, but their entire grounds look like overgrown weeds, and yet the churches still maintain fantastic grounds. That's a lot of care and maintenance and, and pride, which is wonderful. Pride in a good way, not pride in the ego way. But we, the, the solution to this nation in unraveling it is to continue to push at the local level for truth because the greatest truth that we have to, over, to get to people in their heart in the immediate, now I'm not talking about the relationship with Christ, but in the, the biggest truth that people have to start understanding is what happened and what has been happening with this injection. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Moderna sued Pfizer. And this, is, this was a strange one. And I know that I read a number of things where people are like, oh, they're starting to fight each other. And I have never bought into that narrative because corporations that are feeding from the same trough, benefiting from the same money trough, which is the billions and billions that was approved to produce those injections, they're not, gonna, they're not suing each other unless there's something bigger to gain. And apparently there is. Because in one of the articles I went through this morning, which is consistent with all the research I've done, as you know, there was under Scalia, in fact, there was a Supreme Court decision made where it stated that if you modified a genetically modified organism, could be licensed by a corporation. So there's, a, I'm going to be putting up an interview with Dr. Lee Merritt early next week, and it's one you need to listen to because she'll get into this more in depth. But there is something called CRISPR-Cas9 technologies. Now, here's the irony is that CRISPR-Cas9 technologies was actually in the X-Files, the, the second when they brought the series back for a short run, they actually talked about CRISPR-Cas9 technology. And no one even knew it existed. So what is CRISPR-Cas9 technology? What's the importance of it? So in the way that we understand our DNA, there's two strands, a double helix strands. When you do a, a standard CRISPR modification to DNA and they edit it, which is like they edit it like they edit computer programming, they're only doing one strand. So the effect is that when someone, when you take a seed or you take, you, even if they genetically modify a person, it stays within their lifetime and then that modification ends at the death of that person or that seed or that animal. But CRISPR-Cas9 technology doesn't do that. It edits both strands of DNA simultaneously. And what that does is it ensures that the change continues into the generations and it goes on three to four and sometimes infinitely in generations. So what is now being discovered is that much of, if not all, of the mRNA modifications that were made in these injections are based on a CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which is modifying both strands of DNA in the human being when it's injected. This is a genetic modification shot. It is not a vaccine. And so what is happening is that those that, if they can have children, because it's screwing up the birth rate, massively 
In fact, it's turning people sterile in many cases. But if they can even have children, the children that are born now carry on the same modification to their immune systems as their parents, as well as their children will do and their children will do. They know that in the tests that they've done in lab rats, four generations of lab rats carried through with the same modification to their immune system after they were shot. So that's where we are right now. We're in a situation where we are looking at children that will be birthed through this process are modified and their children will be modified and those children's children will be modified. So why would Moderna sue Pfizer? And this is why. Because someone has their eye on the children of the vaccinated as products that they control and own, and that's the prize. So they're wanting to take dominant control over the technologies that are being injected in people so that they can have ownership over the children. This is pretty dark. And this is the war they're fighting, and this is why there's so many distractions, in my opinion, going on right now. Europe is in a crisis, and it's a big one, and it will affect us, but it's important to realize that the Europeans that are in crisis right now, German, Germany, for example, has come out and said they don't care what their people vote or think, they're going to support Ukraine until the end. Well, that's not surprising, because Nazis are going to support Nazis all the way to the end. And whether Germans like to hear it or not, their government is a Nazi organization, as is the entire EU. And you have a lot of other things going on up there. I'm going to play a clip. I've played it yesterday, last night, and I played it today. And this clip is important to, this is from David Icke, but it's important to grasp the concept of what he's saying. I'm not a big fan of David Icke, but this is something worth saying It's in hearing. Why? has the Dutch government, a guy called Rutter, the Prime Minister, completely owned by the World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus Schwab, why has he just announced that the Netherlands, the second biggest exporter of food in the world, is targeting farmers to destroy them and get them off the land, which is where all these farming protests in the Netherlands have come from. At a time of food shortages and supply chain problems, you are targeting the second biggest exporter of food in the bloody world to destroy its farming base. Why are you doing that? If people depend on you for what's left of the food, you control them. Where food is abundant and cheap, you do not control them. Where energy is cheap and abundant, you do not control them. Scarcity equals dependency equals control. And that's why they're targeting the food chain, they're targeting the energy supply, they're targeting everything. And this goes back to the Henry Kissinger quote that we know so well. And that quote is pretty simple. If you control the food, you control the people. If you control the energy, you control a nation. If you control the money, you control the world. But their narrative isn't going as smoothly as possible. So there's a lot of slips and slides that are going on right now in their perspective. And there's obviously some panic because the things that are happening that they're starting to say are starting to blow up in their face. Even the left is starting to call them out on their lies, which is stunning. 
because they're making such blatant lies, which is showing a measure of desperation, as is the desperation being shown by some, as an example, by Gavin Newsom, who's taking $100,000 out of his own money to fund the counter candidate against DeSantis in Florida. So their system isn't all perfect. And it's pretty evident when you, again, I go back to the drive across America, you can see that their system is imperfect because quite frankly, a lot of these people either don't care, don't know, or I would stress probably a double side of that, really don't care about what Washington does. Washington does not have control. But Washington has control of the media. Washington has control of the, many of the court systems. Washington has much control over the federal police. Washington has control over a portion of the military. These are all corrupt individuals that have sold out on the republic. And they think it's a good idea. I mean, if you, if you really want to get a sense of that, you just listen to what, they're, what Biden's saying. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need a, something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. He is not joking. Because what he's telling people is if you're going to stand up against the Republic and against us as the, if you're going to stand up against a corporation of America and think that it's going to be an independent Republic and free of the world, we're going to go as far as to do domestic bombing campaigns on you. He's basically just said that. And while Biden can slide these things in because he's acting like a retarded fool, don't overlook what his speechwriters are putting in. The greatest thing about propaganda is you just need to seed it in people's head, especially at this point in time, and especially with these retarded liberals we have in this country. Liberals are nothing more than yes people and mind and hive mind thinkers. They don't think independently for themselves, for the most part. And when you add the layer of all of the sinful ways that they live, like LGBTQ and the blind eye that they turn towards pedophilia or even try to mainstreaming it, the idea that drugs should be legalized for everybody. This sort of retarded thinking doesn't create a nation. It creates a camp, an internment camp. And there's such a fervor and hatred for America by these people that they, they would literally, they will literally walk off a cliff into the lake of fire willfully thinking that they're winning. So the idea that you're getting from these speeches is that there is a divide-and-conquer strategy in full force right now. And that divide-and-conquer strategy is being seeded into people's minds, and they're seeding it in those that will listen. When we hear it, we laugh at it. We're like, what a fool. Why would he say that? When the liberal hears it, they're hearing like, oh, those, those vicious gun-owning people, they want to tear apart this democracy, which we're not. They need to be cast aside. We've already seen that, and we've seen how successful they've been because those, those vax idiots that took the shot actually were promoting. And, I, and I, I'm going to say this because if you're listening and you took the vax and now you're in repentance, get on your knees right now because you were one of the assholes that were asking for people to be rounded up and putting in FEMA camps. And this is how we are right now as a nation. We are being instrumented in many ways by people on the left they thought it was rational, and more than on the left, because we had conservatives doing the same thing. They was thought it was rational 
to round up people that didn't have the shot and force inject them or put them in FEMA camps. That should get you pissed off, quite seriously. And so they're seeding that hatred as well. Listen to this piece from Biden's press secretary. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. She just tagged over 120 million people. If you want to just go to core MAGA, it's 83 million. She just tagged 83 million to what I project now is about 120 million Americans as domestic terrorists, as, un, as the threat to the democracy. That's over a third of our population. These are the same people that are pushing the injection in children and elderly. These are the same people that are telling you in, through a hand puppet that acts like a dementia fool, Biden, that they're willing to use aerial bombardment on you if you dare raise a gun against the government. These are the same people that are in the ATF and in the FBI and in the IRS that are telling you that they're going to use lethal force against you, against your constitutional rights. So if you haven't crossed that line yet where you realize that we are truly at war, it would be a good time. It's just that this war isn't going to take the form of uniforms and little zip heads out here that look like Chinese or look like Russian stooges. It's the same fools that you elected in that are now turning on you and stabbing you in the back. And what infuriates me is when you go through these communities, I see a beautiful America. I see children playing. I see children that are seeking to have hope. I see people in churchyards. I see people that are taking care of their lawns and trying and have spent their life paying diligently on their mortgages. I see people that are working hard, truck drivers running miles of whatever is needed. I see people of all ages making sure that when you go into your convenience store or your shop or your grocery store or your truck stop, that everything is clean. There's pride. You don't walk into a truck stop and find the bathrooms overflowing with poo. They're always clean. They're sanitized. They're not having any COVID freak out. They're just taking care of customers and doing what Americans do well, being proud of what they have. You see people of all ages, all levels of fitness, and they're just trying to make a living. We have a woman tonight here in the hotels that came up. And I could tell she's concerned because she's delivering pizzas, but she's older. And she made the comment, it's a slow night. And I'm sure that's a big deal because most likely she makes her money on tips with a little bit of hourly. That's America today. People are trying to get by. They're trying to survive. And it's not easy. And so this should infuriate you that you have a government and you have politicians and you have candidates running for office. No one's speaking the truth. 
No one is telling you, hey, guess what? We just lost a major fuel refinery in Indiana, and it could affect fuel costs radically. No one cares. But in California, it's okay to ban gasoline cars for 2035, but at the same time, today and yesterday, they've told people, please don't charge your electric vehicle because we don't have enough power. I mean, where does the cognitive dissonance start to stop with people where they're pushing for electric, those that are buying that stupid stuff, and start to realize that you're all part of a bigger trap? But you don't see much electric in the rural town, small towns. When you find a tourist, tourist area, yeah, you do. Surprisingly, I was staying in a, some really nice cabin, a really nice cabin complex in Hereford Springs or Herber Springs, Arkansas. And what did they have there? They had EV stations. And I can guarantee you why, because I didn't see one EV there in Arkansas, but I guarantee you it's the people coming from other parts of the big cities. Because that's the idea. It's all cool. It's clean. But their, their narrative is all about enslavement. And it's all about obedience. And sadly, we're seeing there's a core of people in this country that want to be told how to live, how to breathe, what to do. But for the rest of us, we have to be ungovernable. We have to be defiant. And it's time to be that way. All the ways. And yeah, there's risk because they're going to target the individuals that speak out. But unless we start to embrace the fact that we're at war, this freight train of stupidity is going to roll us up. And what concerns me the most is when we start to have narratives that are disempowering patriots, giving the promises of dates and times, and the military is going to come in, the White Hats are going to swoop in. I don't think that's how this is going to go. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I sure as heck wouldn't count on it any more than I'd throw my life savings on black or red at roulette. That's a 50-50 chance. Sure, 50% chance chance you're going to win it all. 50% chance you're going to lose it all. And for that reason, it's not worth the risk. See, where we are in this nation right now is a point of people still trying to digest, process, and accept the reality that a government has turned against them and a good chunk of the military leadership. That they've gone woke is what we'd call it. That they've embraced this globalism. They've embraced this new world order. They've embraced the idea of profit and, and graft and whatever it is for them to get out, out of it. And if you're wondering about those guys that are veterans that are being in the the contractor business, they're, they're part of the machine. Don't have any hope for them. There's a few, but not many. Because they're more interested in helping America if they can get a good salary out of it. I've talked to way too many. It's the same feed, same garbage every time. Yeah, I'd be glad to help, dude, but I just I just need to know how I can make $120,000 a year. Well, good luck. So what it comes down to is it's the real Americans that we're starting to see that are going to make the difference. The real ones, you, me. And that's what I see on this trip. I see real Americans. I see people working hard. And people that are willing to work hard mean that they're, there's, those are the people that are willing to sacrifice a lot to keep what they have. To me, that's the hope for the nation. But it means it's local again. It's got to be in the counties. 
The big the people in DC disregard you if you live in a rural community. They think you're stupid. Trust me, I've been up around these fools in DC too much. They think you're stupid. They think you're uneducated. They think that you have no worldview. Same that goes true with anybody in a federal agency carrying a federal badge. You could take the biggest retard and give him a federal badge, and now he suddenly becomes a genius that knows better for you than you know for yourself, and this, despite your world experience. And the farther they get into the system, the more corrupt they become because they start to see that it's, oh, it's easy. Great benefits. They don't have to work as hard in other jobs. Whatever they do, they can. it's busy work, but they can get great pensions. And they completely disconnect the fact that all that money is coming out of your pocket and my pocket. And it's not about whether they're spending your money better. It's whether they're spending the money on the budget better. So there's a little secret about D.C. budgets. You probably should know if you don't know this, but there's a spend it or lose it policy on most budgets. Which means that if they get a budget and they get money allocated for a period of time, if they don't spend it in a period of time, they lose it. And then that means when budgets come up again, because they didn't spend it, their budgets will be cut. So there's, an ex- there's a push in every agency to spend, 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 and spend more. And what is interesting is when you're driving along, you can see this in another way, especially in the cities, and uh, it's super evident in Texas right now. But it's also evident in other parts of the country. Wyoming's another one. There's tons of road construction. The funny part is that there's the same road construction that was going on last year when I went drove out to Bards Fest. Not much has changed. So what that's telling me is they've started the construction to get a big financial budget, probably have a union running the construction or they have state or federal state or county employees, which they're not going to be very productive because they're, they're not incentivized to do so. And nothing much happens on this road, but the money's going somewhere. So you can kind of paint the picture on that one. That's just a money laundering scheme, all with your taxpayer dollars, all for the benefit of nothing. See, making America great again, and I've said this so often, it has to have teeth to it. We can't sit here and talk about making America great again unless we start to know what that means. And when we don't have make America great again tied to our faith and tied to the Declaration of Independence where God gets back on the throne of this nation, we don't have a moral basis, we don't have accountability, and we don't have any change in behavior. We just have make America great again, which must mean make more money, put more money in my 401k, graft more people onto the tree of financial rape. And that's the problem. And this is why I've been so hard on these buzzwords that have nothing, no substance to them, MAGA or America first. I don't know what it means because I haven't seen the evidence that it's going to produce a better America. I just see an evidence that it makes a lot of billionaires a lot more rich. America is a pretty simple country when you go small town to small town. You have a normal dispersion of income, but you have a lot of respect within those communities. And those communities work together. There are differences. There's differences. They respect. You always have a loudmouth somewhere. You always have some radical leftist somewhere. But for the most part, these, con- these communities tend to sit center to right 
and it's more right than center. It's when you get into the idealist idealisms of the inner city where they don't have to touch hard labor. They don't have to see what it is to raise animals. They don't have to see what agriculture looks like. They can work for hours creating digital crap that they can then hire somebody to do all their things for them. They can hire the contractor. They can hire the plumber. They can hire everything so they have more free time. And they can shop at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and wherever else they shop to make themselves feel good because they're buying organic. But as long as that comes in, they're good. They don't care the reality of it. And if you tell them you better not eat meat, they're like, oh, I'll just get used to it. I'll eat bugs. Sure thing. And all the while, what's happening here, we go back to that vax. They're taking the vax. They're becoming pulled into a vortex of being medically dependent on a system that they'll never escape. And oh, by the way, those bugs, and I've mentioned this once before, the protein in the bugs, it fuels cancer. So everything about the direction in which this elite is taking us is to take us into a place for those that will follow that you will never escape the Tholian web. They are building the trap. And there's a large percentage of people that are walking into it eyes wide open, all for the sake of convenience and an easier life. God never put us here to have an easier life. He put us here to occupy the land and expand the kingdom. And as I kind of wrap this up tonight, the one thing I can tell you, which I think is the most encouraging part of it all, is that outside of the fools of that drive the politics of the cities and outside of the corrupt mafia that runs this nation out of D.C. And those selected agencies that help them do it through their surveillance and their tyrannical law enforcement methods with federal badges. The good news is that America is alive and well. The good news is that America, outside of the cities and even in some of the cities, but in particular in the rural communities, it doesn't need them. We don't need them, government, that is. And we're becoming more defiant by the day. So it makes you wonder, again, when President Trump says if he's going to pardon January 6th protesters, as I mentioned earlier, if that's because they need the, the support of the vote, or if they're concerned that the people are getting so fed up that they're about ready to big, give the big middle finger to the federal government and grab their Second Amendment right and take this country back. Because, patriots, that's one thing I will tell you. People are fed up. We're on a click ticking clock. And those in charge should know this. There's a storm coming. And it will be a storm of accountability like they've never seen. We don't need the courts. The people have know the truth. And as we know the truth, there will be justice. No matter how it comes. Because justice in whatever form, when it's led by God, I would simply say, look out. Because there's no stopping that storm. And that's the one that's here. So have hope. But be real. Stay away from the open-ended theories and hope, hopeful 
pictures that are being painted, like somehow everything's going to get better. Because no matter how this thing shakes out, we still have to deal with the legacy of the damage created by this injection. We have to create, we have to live with the legacy of damage and the repairs we have to do to a generation of kids that have been tortured willfully by parents and by the government and by the institutions that we should have trusted. We're going to have to deal with the legacies of just graft and corruption that have left our entire nation at a certain level of disrepair. And it will be those that I see on this trip that will stand up to fix all those things. But that burden is going to be heavy. And the only way we're going to get through it in the end of the day is to put Christ in our heart and our eyes on Father. We'll win. But what we win is going to be hard-earned. And what we have to fix will be harder yet. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today just eyes open, very blessed in the time that we have to come together, but also very honest in our hearts about the state of the union. We have amazing people in this nation. They're beautiful. They hardly work hard. There's a tremendous amount of faith that exists throughout this land, and that's hopeful. But we also know that those in control, those that are in the positions of influence and power still walk so much with the consumption of self and the worship of self and always looking for the benefit that they will gain rather than the benefit for the many. So, Father, tonight we just pray for the continued strength of the patriot, those that understand what it is to be American, those that understand what it is to love a nation and to love its people, those that understand what it is to work hard to build a nation, those that understand what it is to get their hands dirty and to really put in that back-breaking work that's going to be needed to turn this thing around. And we know that those people are many in the ranks of the love of Christ. So, Father, protect all of us that follow this path. Guide us with the wisdom that you give. Encourage us as we need, and thank you as we put ourselves humbly before you for all that you have given. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, there's a lot of good hope out here, but it's going to be hard-earned to get this country back. I seriously, if I had a flush button that could flush about 12 cities, I'd probably do it right now because they're the cancer. And even though there's good people there, there's not good enough people there to stand up to the tyranny. There's just too much willfulness to accept it just because I just got to get by. It's no different than those that are running in our federal agencies that are just like, ah, I just got my job. I got to worry about that. And I'm just following orders. If you're following orders or just getting by at this point in time, you might as well join the other side, get your vax. Get your Nazi patch and stand up because that's about what you are. What we need are people that, what we need are people that are bold, that are uncorruptible in their heart because they've had a relationship with God and a relationship in love in Christ. People that don't seek money but seek a greater glory. 
knowing that Father will take care of them. That's what we need. A lot more of that, a lot of courage. And that patriot's very much alive, though it may not seem like it at times. They're there. And they're spread out in the rural communities of this nation. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But I'll tell you this, he's moving. And he's moving with a vengeance. Be on the right side of this fight. Seek an intimate and personal relationship with Christ. In the end, God will always win. But he has us here, those that will listen in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.